Reed's Ranch is presented by Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. Someone is on call 24-7, 365. If you're finding yourself needing legal representation, Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. DUI defense, criminal defense, personal injury lawyer. Call Marcos. If you're a fan of the podcast, call Marcos. He'll get you out of trouble. Or at least he'll give you the best chance possible to get out of trouble or get the best result possible for you. Garzalaw.com. Don't say guilty. Say Garza. Let's get to the podcast. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, Monday, November 4th. We're recording about 7.05 Eastern. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama, close to Birmingham, where we just whipped Birmingham's ass. How you doing tonight, Seth? I'm doing well, John. How about you? I'm doing good. Do you have a lot of UAB fans that you know and stuff? Like, were you able to talk trash? Like, any payback for what Alabama's done the last kind of decade? Uh, no. There's like no, no. I don't think there's such a thing as like UAB fans. Okay, moving on. How did you feel? You feel good? Four and five? You care? You more upset about Urosh? Being uh, un- not not cleared, denied his waiver. What's the uh, what, what do you got on your mind right now? It was a very boring game, but I guess it's good that we can like play like that and beat a six and one team pretty handily. I'm not surprised about Euros. I, it just kept on prolonging. You never feel good when it takes that long. You never feel good when it takes that long. It was a miracle that Aubrey Solomon got eligible. The idea was, though, that he was going to be cleared, right? I mean, it wasn't it I – don't, I don't want to call it a foregone conclusion, but it, I feel like everyone was saying, yeah, no, no problem, he's going to be cleared. Yes, it was Um, It was like a close, an open and shut case. From what we thought, obviously, it wasn't. But, like, I, I just I, – I wasn't surprised because nothing they do surprises me. I mean, they wouldn't let the kid who's – you know, we talked about it, the kid who wanted to play at Virginia Tech. His mom's dying of brain cancer. They didn't let him play. They didn't let the transfer to Illinois play from Georgia. Yeah, I guess once the uh, the brain cancer kid doesn't get to play, that, you know, all bets are off. Yeah, like, I don't know if Hurley was, you know, a dick about it. It seems to be that's the common thought, right, is that he's just an asshole about this whole thing? Yeah, probably. I mean, that, that – he looks like an asshole. Yeah, he seems like one. I'm sure he's mad. Um, it sucks. I don't really understand, like, I don't understand anything about the transfer process. So, I don't understand why he's not eligible. I Like, I still don't understand. Like, we talked about this. Like, why, why did Aubrey Solomon get eligibility? Because he had to get closer home to his mom, who lives in Jacksonville. Like, yeah, I never understood why Aubrey got eligible. You know, I mean, I, Knoxville to Jacksonville, bro. It's uh, it's an easy day trip. Like this one seems such a head scratcher to me because Aubrey Solomon was eligible, and there was no reason, no offense, there was no reason for Aubrey Solomon to be eligible. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy he's eligible. He made a couple plays on Saturday. He's finally playing good. He's yeah, maybe good. he'll help carry Tennessee to seven and five and. Have some redemption here. Um, but there was no reason for Aubrey Solomon to be eligible. 
But, you know, whatever. I mean, it sucks. Fulkerson's going to have to play 25 minute plus minutes a game now. I think he was already going to be in that range, but maybe not. I, I think I think he was going to have to play a lot too, but now there's no other option. Like, oh yeah, now I was going to say he might be like in the 31, 32-minute yeah. range. He has to stay healthy. When Folky goes to the bench, we may, might be like, oh, shit, here, go, here comes the run from the other team. Yeah. Um, would have been nice to still have DJ Burns around. It would be nice to have DJ Burns around. Or Kerry Blackshear, but hey. Positive content. We still move forward. Or Derek Walker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've lost a lot of big men in our last uh, couple years, but we shall press forward. Onward we go. Like, it, it would be cool to have, you know, Derek Walker. Um, I think he he got eligible. I think he became eligible. He did. Oh, actually, so, I don't yeah. know. I was going to say DJ Burns did. I don't know about Walker. DJ Burns did? Okay. Somebody texted me he did during voluntary action. Patron Rhino tweeted, texted me saying that. So, I uh, assume he did. I haven't actually checked it. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, we we needed a big man. Like, that was the thing. Like, even if Euros isn't that good, like, he's a body and he's huge. At the very worst, he was going to be a depth guy. Yeah. And that's what we needed. So, that sucks. I guess they're they're appealing it. Yeah, Rick Barnes said they're going to keep appealing it. They got another, I guess, another appeal they can do. I've seen a lot of people say the best best thing for him to do would just be lawyer up. I mean, because that's, that's kind of how Tate Martell and Justin Fields won, right? Like, didn't they come into this whole thing with a lawyer? Yeah, Justin Fields had a lawyer. So maybe just yeah. get a lawyer involved, and all of a sudden it gets a little bit easier. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you just... I guess there's still two months until SEC play starts, so maybe you could have something done by then. I, he 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 already lost his his redshirt year. That was another thing. It's like the dude set out last year. Yeah, he didn't even play for Arizona State. He didn't play last year. Do you think that's why Arizona State was so pissed? Like, hey, you didn't even play here last year. We redshirted you to try to get you ready, and now you're going to go get ready somewhere else. Do you think that's kind of why they were pissed off? I don't know. If it was that big a deal, then Hurley shouldn't have fired that coach. Yeah, I don't even know the story there. So, like, Uros got rec- uh, recruited there by one coach, and then the coach is gone they, now, they, basically? They had, a, they had a coach that's Serbian. Okay. And he's gone. And so, Euros didn't really want to be there without that coach or whatever, from what I understand. Um, but it's not like he played. That's what's so annoying. He didn't play last year for them. So he basically did his transfer year that he you're, you're sit out, you know. He basically did it already, and it didn't matter. Whatever, whatever. We'll just have to. Rick will just have to win more games in December. I don't know. I still feel like we'll 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 make the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I hope he wasn't the difference between that. I mean, uh, you know. I don't think he is. Like, if he's we've the never seen this guy play in college, so I don't. It's hard to imagine that he's the difference between making the tournament or not. Because if if he's the difference between making it or not, then I say we're not going to be very good. Correct. Because we would not make the tournament. Um. I still feel like we will make the tournament though, because it's very, very easy to make the NCAA tournament, and you don't have to be very good to do so. Yeah, it was last year. The bubble has gotten really soft. So there's like a million teams make it now. We still got some really good players. They'll win a ton of games at home, and you just gotta grab a couple of this non-conference slate. That's pretty tough, and you're in. So I think we'll make the NCAA tournament. I'm, I'm not worried about it. Rick knows how to make the NCAA tournament. Regular season Rick. He's going to have these boys ready. That is correct. So, Lamonte, Lamonte is going to is going to be the team leader. That is correct. I don't know if you read the Dana O'Neill article I posted in the Discord, but she did a big expose on, on Lamonte Turner. No, I need to read that, though, because I love Lamonte. He's my favorite. It was basically a little joke about how him and Rick Barnes play pranks on each other. And then Lamonte basically is like, hey, you know, this team's going to be about people who were in the shadows last year getting a chance to step up and lead. And he said he's going to be that guy. Jordan Bowden talked about how he didn't really like being that guy. He didn't want to be vocal and have to be a leader. He's more of a sidekick. And Lamonte's like, this is my team. And they used a couple anecdotes where he uh, would 
I, I, I guess, call out a, a guy who was ready to leave the gym. And he's basically like, oh, are you, are you where you need to be now? You good? You know, you don't need to put any work in and kind of guilted the guy back into the game. So it wasn't really worth reading, but it did make Levante look like, yeah, the unquestioned leader of this team. Yeah. Man, I hope Lamonte has a monster year. I'm, my prediction is first team All SEC. For Whoa, Lamonte Turner, first team All SEC. Yeah, he was preseason second team, right? Yeah, which is not first team. I think he'll be awesome. Maybe part of me, maybe a lot of that's just me wishing that he's awesome because I love him so much. Speak it into existence. I do think we're gonna be okay though. Like uh, Euros, I mean, he seems like a nice guy. Seems like a good Christian young man per his Twitter, but uh, I think we're going to be all right. All right, let's get to football. Anything stand out from you against UAB? Obviously, the quarterback situation is the talking point. The defense is awesome now. Defense is really good. I love – nothing gets me more fired up than seeing Sean Schamberger come running around the corner on a blitz. Our redneck-ass head coach, Jeremy Pruitt, loves nothing more than quarterback blitzes, does he? He loves them. He would do them every play, I think, if he could. Might as he well. loves, he loves bringing, he loves bringing the cornerback off the edge. Yeah, Schamberger has had a really nice season. Schamberger's had a really nice season, kind of quietly until the last couple weeks, and then he's had some big tackles. He's had a good season at the nickel spot. He's kind of been an anchor back there because you, you have you've never really known what you're going to get out of Alante Taylor, Nigel Warrior, or Bryce Thompson this year, but you did know that Schamberger was going to be pretty solid. Don't forget Burrell. Yeah, Burrell. Press F for Burrell. What happened to him? I mean, he got hurt. Is he still hurt? I don't know. I haven't seen him get beat lately, so it's progress. That's a good sign. That's a, that's a good sign. Uh, Bryce Thompson back? Bryce Thompson finally looks like he did last year, right? Back Two, two good games back-to-back. Two good games back-to-back. Um, so, so do you think this defense is good enough to carry us to 7-5, and five, even with a – vanilla shitty offense or do you think we have to turn it back up turn the offense and let it get going a little bit I think you have to turn the offense back up at some point because this team is going to be tired Saturday night this will be our sixth straight game sixth straight game against a team that can run the ball well and is coming off a bye and it's on the road like I don't think Kentucky's good I'm not saying Kentucky's good it's not a reflection upon Kentucky's prowess other than to say that they're coming off a bye and they're going to be fresh. And we don't exactly have much defensive line depth. Now, Daryl Middleton appears to have turned the corner. Aubrey Solomon has, has been playing really well the last two weeks, and we know what we're getting on the edge out of Kevon Bennett and Daryl Taylor, which is really good at defensive end play. But still... We don't have much depth, and they are going to be well-rested. And we're going to be in our sixth straight game. I feel like if we win Saturday night, though, I think we'll win out. Like, I'm more – Kentucky scares me more than Missouri. Yeah, we've talked about Missouri's schedule where they have to play Florida and Georgia, and then we, we're coming off a of bye week. Yeah. And they're not going to have anything to play for. And, I mean, hell, Kentucky beat their ass last week. Yeah. I mean, I feel better about – Two weeks ago, and depending on when, whenever you want to, they had a bye week on Saturday, so you know, eight days ago, whatever. I mean, I, I feel better about Missouri than Kentucky. I, I just think that if you can, if you can win this weekend, I bet we went out. What if we lose this weekend? I don't know. Then it gets. I mean, I don't know. Like it's it's tough. This you got to win one of these two road games. I'm I, again. I don't think. That Kentucky is that great, but they are coming off a bye, and we are bound to be tired, and we are beat up. Now, are they going to have – Are we still beat up? Pruitt said we came out with no injuries. I mean, I know our offensive line was already a little banged up. Are they expected to be full go on Saturday, our tackles? I don't know. Okay. I I, I mean – It's still early in the week, I know, and whatever's going on with Maurer, I don't know if he's actually healthy, if they were just holding him out an extra week or what. So who knows? Yeah, it would be cool to know that. That would be cool to know. It would be cool to see Brian Maurer play again, you know, at some point. But, hey, who knows? I mean, nothing beats watching Jarrett Garantano play quarterback for the Vols. I just meant in general that our team is just the, the, the usual bumps and bruises that you get week to week in SEC football. I mean, we're taking watching Jarrett Garantano play quarterback if you win, though, right, in, against Kentucky? 
I mean, ultimately, it comes down to a win. I don't give a shit how you win. I don't care if Jawan Jennings has to play quarterback every snap. I think people would. I think people would like that. I would too. I think that he needs to be the quarterback in the red zone. How about when we get to the five yard line? If it's first and goal from the five, let's let Jennings play quarterback. Worked against UAB. I mean, we are we are we are abysmal in the red zone. Abysmal. And. The best playmaker we have on the team is Jawan Jennings. So why don't we just put him back there in the Wildcat when we get to the five-yard line, do a pop pass, let him run the ball. It beats the hell out of Garantano. I, I, Kentucky's not good. What's their quarterback situation? Is is Tommy Stevens going to be back, or is it still going to be Lynn Bowden? I've been talking as if it's going to be the wide receiver, Bowden. Then, I mean, they're just going to line up and they're going to tell Tennessee that we're going to run the ball and it's up to you to stop us. And if we can stop them, we'll win. Because they ain't going to do anything else. But they're going to come at us for 60 minutes. They're just going to line up and just run the damn ball. They have a pretty good offensive line. But they're not going to throw the ball. I mean... They're just going to run the ball straight ahead. Do we count on our linebackers to be able to stop that? Do we think our defensive line is actually good enough now where they can handle Kentucky's offensive line? I lean towards thinking that the front seven is good enough. But that might just me wishing. But I lean toward them being good enough. I don't know. They are not giving up anything on the ground. South Carolina's not a bad running team. I know they didn't have Dowdle when they played us, but, like, Feaster had a good day against Georgia. He didn't do anything against UT. Same for the Mississippi State running back. Yeah, I mean, how about Mississippi State ran for over 300 yards in the first half Saturday against Arkansas? I'm kind of surprised that Willie Taggart got fired before Chad Morris. How is he not fired yet? Do you think they just didn't want to be first, and like now that Willie Taggart got fired, they're like, okay, now we can do it, or or what? I, I don't know. I think some of it is probably who in the hell are we going to hire, where at Florida State you're like, well, we'll go hire who we want. I mean, Arkansas could just bring back Petrino. They could. I mean, I really think that's what they'll do. I mean, Mike Norvell is from Arkansas. Yeah. If you're Mike Norvell, do you want to leave Memphis to go to Arkansas? Absolutely not in one million years. Yeah, fuck that. If you're Mark Stoops, do you go to Florida State? You leave for Florida State, right? I mean, absolutely. there's no question about that. Absolutely. Do you think that the team is going to be distracted with Mark Stoops maybe having one foot out the door? I don't know, but I appreciate Brother G-Man's efforts on Twitter to get that story out into the mainstream media. It's about time the mainstream media published some fake news that, that, that helped UT. We need them spreading the Mark Stoops to, that Mark Stoops is like he's about to get on the plane to go to Tallahassee. In fact, he's going to be meeting with a Tallahassee booster Friday night. We need, we need that story getting spread around. It does seem like he makes perfect sense for them. Now, they're going to go to a bowl again because they have Vandy and some other shitty team left. Uh, you, you know, UT Martin. So he's going to have one. He's going to take in Kentucky to a bowl game, what, four straight years, including a 10-win season? That's really good. Like, I know people don't like to talk about Mark Stoops as a good coach because Tennessee has beat his brains out repeatedly, but he's done a really good job there. And it's not easy to win 10 games there. It seems like he would be a slam dunk at Florida State, but what? What I mean, I don't know anything. How mad do you think Kentucky fans are that they still can't beat us? They have to be furious. Like you know, we we suck. They're in their I don't want to call it a golden age, but this is as good as Kentucky's ever been in my lifetime, and they still can't beat us. Yeah, it, it has to be just absolutely. Well, I know how it feels because we were better than Florida for four years and didn't only won one. So I, it, it's maddening. It it it. It makes me redneck angry to think about Florida football playing Tennessee. Like the the Florida, I don't dread a game like I dread the Florida game. I'm sure that's how they are with UT games because it doesn't matter 
what it is, Tennessee just goes out there and beats the hell out of them. I mean, they were ranked like, what were they ranked last year? They ranked like 11th or something when we beat them. And just, just wiped the floor with them. And then we turned around and game. got... Yeah, and then we turned around and just got ass-hammered by Missouri. Drew Locke was throwing darts all over the field. Killer Chris with a big interception right before half. That was fun. Yeah, that was a fun game. That was great. Fun time. Um, I would think that Florida State would really go after him. I've seen some stuff about like Brian Kelly, them being interested in Brian Kelly. I mean, if you're Brian Kelly, maybe you leave. I don't, I don't know. Like Brian Kelly's been at Notre Dame for a long time at this point. And they still don't love him, which is crazy. Yeah, me. yeah. I mean, I mean, he almost lost Virginia Tech this weekend, so maybe that's not good enough for them. But I mean, he's going to get them nine wins basically every year. I mean, he went undefeated last year. Yeah, he went undefeated last year, and they made the college football playoff. And if you're Notre Dame with the academic requirements, how do you how how do you logically expect to be able to line up against Clemson? Should I don't know, man. Maybe they just get bored every now and then. I'm okay if the fan base gets bored every now and then. It's like, hey, give me something new. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that might be it. it. It's just crazy to me that, like, they still don't love him there. He seems like a dick. Oh, yeah, he's an asshole. I mean, winning buys you a lot, but if you're an asshole and you don't win big, and it, it, maybe it would be different. Do you think it would be different with Notre Dame if they had a conference to win and he'd be like, hey, I won the conference four years in a row. Like, what, what do you want from me? Probably, probably. But instead, like, they have no hardware? Yeah. I mean, that, that that definitely seems like part of the issue with Tom Herman. It's like, yeah, Tom Herman's cool when they're winning, but then they're 5-3 and three and losing to TCU, and it turns out that Tom Herman is really just an unlikable asshole. Tom Herman, maybe we should have, maybe we should have been on Zach Smith's side in the battle against Tom Herman. He, like, I was reading something about him, like, after the TCU game. It's just, like, he just wears on everyone that is around him. Like, he is just so arrogant and grating. You won a national cool. championship with Urban Meyer, bro. Congrats. You ain't damn Mullen. You ain't, you ain't damn Mullen. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, bro, okay, you beat Oklahoma last year, and you beat George in a game that nobody cared about. No one. Cool, you know, and you ha we have Sam Erlinger up there saying we're back after you beat George in the Sugar Bowl. Okay, you know, I mean, so maybe that's the deal with Brian Kelly. I would just think that Mark Stoops would be perfect for them, but I mean, I don't know anything. I just keep waiting for Brian Kelly to go get the Chicago Bears job. I just feel like he's a Chicago Bears coach. I don't know why. Maybe it's just like Notre Dame and Chicago are like, you know, obviously close. Just take the Chicago Bears job, bro. They're going to fire Nagy, so just go ahead. You get that job. You going to Kroger Field? Absolutely not, no. Have you ever been to Kroger Field? I have not, no. Me neither. It seems like it. It seems really cold. In my mind, when I picture Tennessee playing Kentucky in Kentucky, I, it's like 10 degrees in a very clear night, no snow, just very windy and 10 degrees. And I don't, I don't want to be there. I don't want to watch Lynn Bowden play Jarrett Garantano in 10-degree weather. I don't want to watch them play in 75 and sunny degree weather. Kentucky is the only SEC East team I've never seen us play in per or I've never seen play in person. Me too. You've never been to a game in Knoxville either? Tennessee, Kentucky? Oh, oh, I thought you meant on the road. No, I just mean I've never seen Kentucky play football in person. No, I was there last year for that Tennessee, Kentucky game. Okay. Not me. I've seen Vanderbilt play um uh, Western Kentucky. I've never seen Vanderbilt and Tennessee play. In person. I'm above them. Same as a Kentucky. I don't I don't roll out of bed to go pack the stadium to watch Kentucky play. I need a little bit more high profile of a match. Granted, last year was a good upset opportunity and all that. Even last year, though, I mean. Um, 
how did you feel driving up from Alabama to watch Kentucky play football? Uh, that that couldn't have got your juices going. Well, no. Now, last year I did the double header. I did the basketball game on Friday night and the football game on Saturday. Okay. So it was a fun. It was a really fun weekend. Um, because we played Louisiana, I believe. I think we played Louisiana Lafayette on that Friday night before, and so that was a really good weekend. I mean. Even last year, though, like, yeah, they were ranked 11th, but I don't know of any Tennessee fan that didn't, like, expect to beat them. No, we all thought we were going to beat them. Like, I just never think about this game. Is everyone in the same mindset right now thinking they should beat Kentucky this weekend, that we're going to beat Kentucky this weekend? The spread came out. It was Kentucky minus 3.5. Last I checked, it's all the way down to 1.5. Does it feel like everyone expects us to beat Kentucky? It started as a three and a half point spread. It is all the way down to one and a half. It seems like it. The original line seemed a little crazy, right? I mean, I thought that's where it would open up just because Kentucky's coming off a bye. And look, I mean, we haven't gotten respect from Vegas. I said it, you know, on Saturday night on voluntary action, like, hey, you know, we're six and a half point underdogs to Mississippi State at home, four and a half to Kentucky, uh, South Carolina at home. I fully expected Kentucky to open up at three, three and a half. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't blame Vegas for not having any faith in us. We lost to Georgia State. You know what I mean? That's what a lot of people still think when they think about us. Isn't that the team that lost to Georgia State? They suck. Gambling lines are a perception game. You know what I mean? And I don't think that Saturday night will be a blowout. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't either. I. I really don't think. It, I don't think it will be a blowout. I think that it will be. A ugly, ugly game that comes down to the end. Unless Tennessee can get a touchdown or two some other way, like they did against South Carolina. And that, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, Tennessee wholly and entirely played, outplayed South Carolina from the second play from scrimmage on to the end. But if Tennessee doesn't get those two special teams touchdowns, it's much closer game. Like, it would be cool to get another special teams touchdown. Saturday night. They, they can't turn the ball over. Garantano cannot throw an interception in the end zone. It would be so arousing for our defense just to completely shut down Kentucky. Yeah, just, yeah. Just like, hey, you score, you know, nine points. You kick three field goals tonight. Sorry about it. Like, our defense isn't giving you anything, and we're just going to keep pounding you. And pounding you, and pounding you, and just dominating you, and you're just gonna like it. Just keep pounding. That would be so arousing just to see Tennessee defense just completely shut that shit down. They're playing like they're capable of it. If I tell you Tennessee wins 34 31 and Mauer plays, or Tennessee wins 17-9 to and the defense just shuts down Kentucky, but JG plays the majority of the snaps. Which one are you taking? The one with the defense. Because that's the best way to beat Missouri, I think. Missouri or Kentucky? I think the next week, I think that like if we were to beat Kentucky like that, then I think that bodes well for the next weekend in Missouri. Yeah, I, showing- I, I really want this defense just to keep balling. Exactly. Just show up on the road and say it doesn't matter who we play on offense, we're just going to shut you down. I think that's the best way for us to win out. I will watch JG hand the ball off and throw three-yard passes and be wide four yards on eight-yard passes, four yards out of bounds you miss outside. I will take that as long as he hits Jennings a couple times, the running backs run, and the defense just shuts down Kentucky. Sign me up for 17-9. to I agree. I'm with you 100%. Just suffocate them to death. I don't even care if they have a drive at the end of the game where it looks like they might tie the game. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll live with that edge. Just give me give me a dominant performance. Yep. Suffocate them. I agree. Because th- if that were the case, then going into the next weekend against Missouri, oh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Or going into two weeks into Missouri. I mean, and I'm just going into good. next year, man. Like, if, we, if this defense turns a corner – and, you know, with uh, you know without a lot of stars on it, if the defense all of a sudden looks good, we'll worry about the offense in a couple – like next year, whenever, you know, hopefully you get different quarterback play. Like, if they want to keep riding Garantano to, sh- you know, low-scoring games, 
it's going to be frustrating, but if you win, I don't care. Just show me a dominant defense because that's what Pruitt's supposed to do. Any chance you think Florida State calls Pruitt? They would have to miss on like – I would think they would have to miss on at least like five to seven people. They call Stoops and, and, before Pruitt, right? Yeah, and like Pruitt's tenure at Florida State – was not good. It didn't end well, and everyone knows why. I'd imagine his fan. Your... Yeah, I'd imagine that it would be a hard sell to take that job. I think that it would be a hard sell for their fans, and I would think it would be a really hard sell for his family. Yeah, not gonna not gonna go back down to Tallahassee. Do you think the job stays open long enough for Pruitt to leverage it into a raise? I would think that he's going to get a raise and an extension, regardless if he goes to a bowl. Yeah, I agree. Getting a raise at six and six would feel pretty icky, but whatever. It would it would suck, but you just have to whatever. It would I feel mean. icky, whatever. Florida State changed the game. They showed they didn't give a fuck about buyouts, so maybe maybe other schools will quit playing and pretend like they're trying to pinch pennies. Yeah, um, you can't sell it to your fan base anymore if you're a big school. Florida State just gave what nineteen million dollars to Taggart. I think they said it was 17 to him, and with assistant coaches, it's going to be over 20. I thought it was interesting. They said they had privately raised $20 million. Shout out to Florida State. That's a big win for their fans. Yeah, I mean, that I didn't watch any of Saturday's games. Willie Taggart seems like a great guy. But Miami sucks ass. Miami dog lost them. And you lost 27 to 10 at home to, to Miami. I mean... You got to go. You got to go. You, you have to go. You have to go. It, it, it is, I would think, I mean, I would think surely, as I have the lines pulled up right now, Arkansas is favored by two and a half over VFL Tyson Hilton in the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers at home. Saturday morning. I would think surely. The game's in Arkansas? Yeah. And they're favored by two and a half. Oh, my yeah. God. Now, we can't. Do you think Western we, Kentucky feels disrespected there to be two and a half point underdogs to Chad Morris? We canceled Tyson Hilton and, uh, and the Hilltoppers because they lost to, like, some directional Illinois school to start off the season. But they're five and four. It's they're for a bowl game. Four. This is for a bowl game, and they're led by Ty Story, at quarterback, who played at Arkansas for four years. Revenge game. Revenge game. VFL Tyson Helton is coming in hot, baby. He's coming in hot. They have won. Well, they have lost two in a row, so forget everything I said. He's not coming in they hot. Were at one, He's they were at him. one point. They were 5-2 and two after losing to Central Arkansas to, to start the season. They, uh... They went on a little tear. They beat they beat the vaunted UAB Blazers. Kick, um, kicked their ass on the field. I don't know what the final score was, but the final they kicked their ass in between the lines. And they beat the Army Golden Knights and the Charlotte 49ers before losing at Marshall. Tough place to play. We are Marshall. They you know, that fan base. Been you just through don't some walk things. into you just don't walk into the home of Randy Moss. Absolutely not. And they lost to last weekend they lost to VFL Lane Kiffin. Understandable. In the Florida Atlantic House, who Ooh. he's good again. Ooh. He's Ooh. good again. Oh, I thought you were doing a. I thought you were doing an Al thing. Ooh. Oh, go also. We support VFL Lane Kiffin. I love the uh, the news report that Lane Kiffin is interested in the Florida State job. Uh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He so was begging. He, he was begging for the Houston job. I think he'll want the Florida State job. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I mean, you, you don't. You, t- you mean to tell me he doesn't want to stay in Boca Raton at Florida Whoa. Atlantic University? You guys didn't believe him when he said that he was going to retire there and he wants to sign a ten-year contract and all that stuff. Whoa, he wants the Florida State job. That's crazy. No way. They're good again. He's good. They're good again. I thought it was all Kendall Browns and Singletary. So they're actually good again. They're six and three. They've lost one game. In uh, Conference USA, and that was to Marshall. They're, they're, uh, at Marshall? No, it was at home, well, strange. You, don't even, you can't beat Marshall there either. You know, Marshall's just a tough team to play. They're 6-1 they're and one in conference. We are Marshall, you know. Got a fan base that's been through some things. 
tough fan base. Randy Moss is probably there in spirit. Byron Leftwich. You know that Chad Pennington. They've had some studs. They have, I know. They've had some good players. Nothing was iconic uh, seeing Byron Leftwich get his big ass drug up the field by his offensive lineman. <laughs> yes. On yes. a broken leg. Nothing was icon- nothing was as <laughs> iconic as that. When I was little, they used to play in the damn Motor City Bowl. Every year they played in the Motor City Bowl. Let's see. Yeah, Marshall's probably gonna win the East because they have the tiebreaker over Florida Atlantic. But um, looking like a Marshall-Louisiana Tech Conference USA Championship game, Skip, Hol- Skip Holtz versus Doc Holliday, and that concludes our Conference USA talk. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Before that, let's shout out some new patrons. We got uh, quite a few. Let's start with new $2 patron Bryson Taylor. Shout out to Bryson. We love you. New $2 patron Jacob Henderson. Shout out to Jacob. We love you. Those guys got in right before recording, so shout out to them. Uh, new $2 patron, Smokey Vol. Shout out to Smokey. We love you. Br- Bruce Renner edited his from $2 to $5. Shout out to Bruce. We love you. New $10 patron, Elijah Burnett. Shout out to Elijah. We love you. New $20 patron, $20. $20 patron, David Perkins. Shout out to David. We love you, buddy. Thank you all for helping feed my family. Big perk. No, I wasn't done. We got one more. Troy Farmer edited his pledge from $10 to $20. Shout out to Brother Troy Farmer. I thank you all, and we love you all. That is it. We have uh, shouted out everyone. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Will Warren put up a show me my opponent for – who do we play tomorrow, Seth? In basketball? Uh, UNC Asheville. UNC Asheville, correct. I was just testing you. Good job. You passed. If you want access to that, that, I I don't know. If you want access to that, patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Speaking of Murray State, by the way, we play Murray State. Speaking of Will Warren, he asked, do you forgive Jeremy Pruitt completely for the sins of Georgia State, BYU, if they went out? Is it still full forgiveness at 6-6? and I am willing to look past Georgia State and BYU if he goes seven and five in the regular season. That would be five and three in SEC play. Yes, which would be a huge deal. Do you take into account the bowl game? Because usually I say the bowl bowl game doesn't matter, but I would really like to be on a long winning streak and just beat the hell out of some Big Ten team in Florida. Yeah. Um. For me, it would not be full forgiveness at six and six. Oh, definitely not at six and six. He's not full forgiveness. Because at six and six, he he needs to win the bowl. I, that still wouldn't be full forgiveness for me. You just you can't. I know that you know Kentucky's off a of bye. No Missouri, whatever. You can't afford a loss to any of these three schools. One of these losses is just gonna make put a bad taste in your mouth. Tennessee's more talented than all three. They should have better coaches than all three. You know they played uh, yeah. pretty well at Alabama, so they shouldn't be scared of going to Kentucky or Missouri. And then, God forbid, yeah, you can't lose that Vandy game. Uh, at seven and five, I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know if it depends on the bowl game. I have to think about that. My initial reaction was at seven and five. I'm willing to look past it because it's five and three in the SEC and. It appears that the program has really, really turned a corner. At six and six, he's not forgiven for sure. Yeah, six and six, he's not canceled, but he's definitely not forgiven. He will have to have a good off season and perform well in year three early to you know to have me excited for the Oklahoma game. Drew asks if JG wins these next three games with a broken wrist, is he forgiven for his prior bullshit? Uh, my answer is that he's going to have to play well in this in these next three games to get completely absolved from all of his bullshit. I did like the quote where they asked why he was back, and he said, hey, I owe it to my teammates. I didn't play well early this year. I'm trying to make it up to him. That was a good quote. Maybe winning all three games is just enough, but he, he can't do a bunch of dumb shit in these next three games. I think that the best possible path forward for Jared Gantano is to win these next three games and transfer out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's still, to me, that's still a foregone conclusion. 
I think at, in that case, both sides can kind of have like a, a, a truce. You know, I mean, probably not. Like the, the BYU game was so bad. The Florida game was so bad. That BYU game was shitty. The BYU that game. was so bad. Like he single handedly lost that game. Oh uh, no, no! I'll, I got to give Alante Taylor and Nigel Warrior some blame for not being able to tackle, but they—it shouldn't have even been that close. Like that was, yeah, I mean, like you know, the, the quarterback position. If Tennessee had Josh Dobbs, they probably win it like thirty-eight to three. Yeah, if Tennessee had Josh something. Dobbs, it would be ten and two. Yeah. So it's good. It's a good thing that I was always pro Josh Dobbs. So uh, I'm really <laughs> proud of that take. Many people right wavered. Again. But you always defended Josh Dobbs and said, guys, this is the best quarterback we've had since Peyton Manning. Please show some yeah. respect. Yeah, I always defended him. And I'm just glad to see that I was yet again right. I'm like, I am ready for like Jared Garantano to not be quarterback because I'm just tired of people shitting on him. That's what I was going to say, man. Like, you know, on Twitter and really even our Discord game thread. People were mad that I had said, you know, that I thought JG played fine for most of the first half. This was before his interception in the end zone, but I, I thought he was fine for what we needed. But some people just, you know, just really, really hate that guy. And it's with good reason, I understand. But I thought he was fine against UAB. Like, it wasn't fun by any means. Don't get me wrong. It was boring and dreadful to watch, but we were dominating that game. He's terrible, guys. Like, I know he is. Everyone knows he is. Like, the horse is dead. Okay, what good does it do to keep on beating it? The horse is dead. He sucks. Just don't lose us the game. Oh, yeah, like if, if he fucks up against Kentucky and costs us the game, I'm fine with ripping him, but it, it was just a little weird while we were up like 23 to nothing against UAB. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, like I don't want to watch him play either. Apparently the only person that does is Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I can imagine Jim Cheney wants to watch it either. <laughs> Judging by Jim yeah. Cheney's play calling, I don't think he wants to see it either. No. <laughs> Damn, that was good. Uh, Marwan uh, asked, do you feel different going into Kentucky four and five this year when you realize we went into Kentucky four and five last year? No, snap and clear. New season. Snap and clear, Marwan. Snap and clear. Our season started against Mississippi State. I have a short-term memory. We're 3-1 and one on the season. I don't feel different about it, but, I mean, obviously you can't have the same repeat. He can't. And I, he's not practicing nearly as hard, so the players aren't going to be dead by the time the end of the season rolls around. So he's trying to – he at least seems to have, have tried to learn from it. You have any thoughts on the dead spin situation? Mason wants to know. Um, the only, my only regret is that dead spin did not die ten years earlier. That would be my thoughts on it. How many showers do you use a towel for before you change towels? Five to six. Excuse me? Yeah, five to six. You use a towel five or six times before you wash it? I I have like three towels laid out. That's really surprising for, for to hear because you're such a clean guy and you take so many showers. I have three showers laid out. And so like the one that's at the front of the line, I have three towels laid out. I I, I have the one that's five at the front of the line. to six times. I, I use that towel and then I put it at the end of the line and I move the other two up. Okay, so you just let it sit there and get moldy for three weeks before washing them. No, I let it dry. Okay. My towels don't get moldy. Okay, yeah, sure. Why wash them at all then? With your foolproof method, why are you even bother washing them at all if they don't get dirty? Because I like the feel of a hot towel out of the dryer. Yeah, it sounds like you're really obsessed with it as you probably put off washing them for three weeks at a time. Sounds like you really love the warm towel filling. I do. I am a, I'm a one-time use guy. Oh, buddy. That's wasteful. One time. I take it, I use it, I dry off with it, and then, you know, it, it'll hang out my floor 
I'll hang out my floor you put for it in the floor. I mean, sometimes it's like a mat in my bathroom or to wipe other stuff up with. Sometimes I lay it on the counter. I mean, it's not always in the floor, but if I spill something on the floor, I wipe it off with that. So it serves other purposes, but yeah, one time on the body, that's it. That's skincare 101, bro. I'm shocked that you're a five times five times use guy. I think. I've never really thought about it. I'm trying to think. Like it, That probably seems about right. I have so many towels laid out in the rotation. so You have three. Like, I have four towels in my bathroom right now. I can see in there. Well, you just said three, but either way. Um, Do you use the same washcloth? Are you a washcloth guy, or are you just doing bar of soap straight on your body? Like, eh, what's the... What's the method well, there to, for the washcloth? You have, you have you have to rotate washcloths much quicker than towels. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Just checking. Yeah. You do need to go to Walmart and get a mat for the bathroom, though. I got a mat. Thank you. Well, buddy, why do you stand on the towel? Because sometimes I spill other stuff. Water when I'm brushing my teeth. I need to wipe my... I'm a very aggressive toothbrusher. Teeth brusher. So I, you know, wipe my my wipe it off my hands. I wipe it off of my the around my mouth. If I masturbate, I use that to wipe off with. Like it's both on purpose. Sometimes I stand on it. Sometimes I do. I would definitely only use a towel once if if I were you two. Then so that's good. I think you're doing the right thing. G-Man wants to know, ignoring the specific bowl and location, he's given you these potential bowl matchups. Who do you want? TCU, Vatek, Virginia, Oklahoma State, North Carolina, Cincinnati. Yeah, Virginia can't block, so our defensive line might be able to dominate them. I remember watching them against Notre Dame. They just got dominated on the on the you know on the front. I personally think Tennessee would drill both of those Virginia teams. Right now. Yeah, beating TCU doesn't do anything for you. Beating Oklahoma State doesn't do anything for you. North Carolina, maybe there'd be odds on that just because Mac Brown. Cincinnati's a no-win situation. That's a pretty shitty list of bowl teams. I guess Virginia. I don't think Virginia Tech's any good either, though. Do we want Michigan? We got called that we got called soft for saying we didn't want Michigan last week. I don't want Michigan, no. Unless there is something on the line in a bowl game, and that means that you're playing in a New York Six Bowl, a New York Six Bowl, or you're playing the playoff, I want a slow Big Ten team or a slow bad ACC team. I don't want a team that we're going to have to go toe to toe with. I want a team that we simply have better athletes than, but has been the beneficiary of a weak schedule. And I want to go and blow their doors off and have fun in the Florida sun. Have fun in the Florida sun. Nothing's at stake here. It would be nice to beat beat Michigan, though. It would be nice. Oh, it would be awesome, but I don't want to take that chance. Would it suck to lose to them? Yeah, talk to me in a year. I think we'll beat them in a year. What's Harbaugh going to do? What do you mean, what's Harbaugh going to do? He's got a lifetime contract. He ain't going nowhere. Man. Who the hell looks at him and his quarterback situation at Michigan and says, I want him to come coach in the NFL? What happened? Game passing by, bro. Did it really? You think that's it? I mean, I don't know. It, it looks like it has. Have you watched them play offense? Yeah, I would know. I'm just curious. About, I mean, I don't think hiring Josh Gaddis was the right idea. Turns out that John is the real brains of the Harbaugh family. That's funny. He's reinvented himself totally. Yeah, he he embraced analytics. He built an offense with – he let Greg Roman build an offense for Lamar Jackson. And, you know, he just dominated Bill Belichick last night. And he seems like a cool guy. I like John way more than I like Jim. Yeah, yeah, he's he's way cooler. So, Greg Roman is their offensive coordinator. I would say Greg Roman would be in the line to get a head coaching job. I was asked earlier um, – I, I, sorry, should I scroll up uh, – did you see who asked me about the Titans? I believe that was Andrew. Andrew asked me who, you know, if Rabel's on the hot seat, who I'd want to replace him. I might be willing to give Greg Roman a call. 
I want an offensive guy. I don't want a defensive guy. Fuck that. Get an offensive guy. You can find good defensive coordinators. I don't know of many defensive coordinators who get hired these days who make good head coaches. Now, before you start, I know Bill Belichick was a defensive coach. I said, like, get hired now as defensive Buddy, guys. I, I, I wasn't going to say that. Well, I, I know. I was just talking really out loud to, to people who were saying, oh, Bill Belichick. Like, and Nick, so is Nick Saban. going to get canned? I hope so. Canned? Unless we go, like, and make the playoffs, he should get canned. He's an idiot. He's so fucking stupid. And fire John Robinson too. I don't wanna I don't wanna like sound like an idiot. I don't wanna sound like I'm just looking for reasons not to like him. But we should have known. I, I said it at the time, whenever he had that stupid fucking mustache, bro. He was trying to be funny. That's not cute. It just shows that you don't take yourself serious. When you go on a podcast talking about cutting your dick off to win a Super Bowl, you just come across as a bro. Think Bill Belichick would ever do that? I don't even think Bill. I bet Bill Bill, Bill Belichick doesn't even know what podcasts are. Do you think? Nah, I bet he listens to some NPR podcasts. He's got a he's got a younger woman that keeps him hip. But he wouldn't go in there talking about cutting his dick off. You think? I mean, do you think? You think he listens to Reed's Ranch? No, no, I doubt that. I highly doubt that. If he does, though, shout out to Bill. <laughs> Rocking that short sleeve hoodie. What do you think about Steven? Having a son. His yeah, I was going to say. What do you yes, think about Steven? Yes, Long hair, yes, Steven, just. Uh, Steven, that hair. Steven was. He, I should have been. Steven should have been like, "Hey, I've been calling the plays the first eight weeks. Dad took over the reins last night. Let's throw pops under the bus." What? He. But to answer the question, no. Greg Roman and maybe even Jay Gruden. I think Jay Gruden got a bad shake in Washington. I think he's smart. I'm trying to say this as politically correct as possible. Okay, let's hear it. Steve Belichick does not look he did not look like he was fully mentally developed. Oh my night. god. Like with the hair. He's just got long hair. Like there's something looked wrong with AJ Hawk, bro. He's just AJ Hawk. But he had a mullet. That's fine. Who cares? It's funny. It's it, it he's not a head coach. He couldn't do that if he was a head coach. Although, maybe you can't, because every time I see the 49ers kicking ass, uh, I see Kyle Shanahan with his flat bill on, and I'm just like, how is this working? <laughs> how is he, he rocking flat the flat bill? bill? <laughs> he does? Yeah. He Why does. would he wear a hat? He has beautiful hair. He, He's a beautiful man. He, he wants to cover it. I guess he wants to wear a hat, and he wants to wear the flat bill, which I rock. I still rock the flat bill, but I'm not a head coach in my you know late 30s, early oh, 40s. shit. He sure does. Making millions of dollars, but he's kicking people's ass, so I guess it works for him. So is Kyle Shanahan, like, awesome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a really good defensive coordinator, but his offense is awesome, too. I mean, I don't think there's any coincidence that he left and the Falcons started losing. Yeah. And, I mean, I know the defense is a big part of that, and he's an offensive guy, but whatever. It's connected. And, I mean, the 49ers are awesome this year. Yeah. I love the way they play. And I think if they played the Patriots, they would do similar things to the, as what the Ravens did. I know, they, I know Garoppolo obviously can't run, but they got a stable of backs. They got the best tight end in football, and their defensive line would kill Brady. I think mm-hmm. those damn Bosa brothers. My God, yeah, Nick's a monster. <laughs> he really is, man. Like, remember when everyone shit on him last year for not playing at Ohio State? I haven't heard last year. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone bring that up now that he might win defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. He might win both. Yeah, yeah, he's been he, he he's one of he's in the running as best player, best defensive player in football as a rookie. Is his brother still really good? Oh yeah, Joey's a beast too. Yeah, the Chargers finally started putting him and like Ingram on the same side of the line. They were kicking the Packers' ass yesterday. How about Aaron Rodgers was like, yeah, I think some of our guys stayed out too late. I mean, look, I think that's a real I think that's a real thing. I think you could just look it happens in the NBA all the time. Like sometimes the Hawks will catch teams that went out and partied in Atlanta. Uh take a look at what Houston did yesterday in Miami as they got they gave up almost fifty points in the first quarter on the way to losing by thirty points. <laughs> I think when you go to these fun cities, yeah, these guys go out and party the night before, and sometimes it fucks them up. Like a, a couple years ago when the, when the Warriors won 73 games, they got their ass kicked on Sunday against a really, really shitty Lakers team. And you could just tell that they went out partying the night before. The 73-win Warriors got dominated by a, a Lakers team that ended up with like the number two pick. 
Yeah. Just sometimes you it go out and party. I mean, we've all been there. Sometimes, I, hell, I just go out. I might go out and party tonight. There's been there was one radio show that I came in after hungover and buddy, it was bad. You know how hard it is to talk on the radio for three hours hungover. <laughs> it sounds painful. All I want is peace and quiet when I'm hungover. I just want to be left alone. Like I really just want to lay in the shower. Just let me lay in the shower for three hours. Instead, I had to talk on the radio to someone else who was hungover and try to carry the show and make it entertaining. It was brutal. Brutal. We're always thankful for your service, John. I, I'm i not asking for, for pats on the back. I'm just saying I relate to these athletes who, you know, get paid millions of dollars and can't Man, perform. imagine having to play a 48-minute basketball game hungover. It'd be awful. It would. Sheesh. It would be awful. Preston writes in, how great does it feel to never be wrong about anything ever? It feels good. I mean, like we talked we talked about Dobbs earlier. We talked about Will Best Friend all year long. Even if you go back during during basketball season, we were talking about how good a year Will Friend was going to have this fall. I've been wrong a couple times. I've picked the Falcons to go to the Super Bowl. That was bad. So, I mean, I'm not perfect. Sure, I'm probably batting like 85 90%, but I'm not perfect. Did we ever talk about that poker guy? Do we have you read that story about the guy who got caught cheating in California Mm-mm. at poker? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Read that read up on that story and maybe we'll talk about it next week. He was basically going to this one casino that was broadcasting live on Twitch and he was on Twitch watching people's cards and would just go there and cash games and clean up. And he made like $350,000 over like the last couple of years. That's wild. And like the commentators would be like calling him like God because he would make the best laydowns ever, and like how does he? And it never dawned on any of these people. It did. There's one clip, like when he finally like just had a stupid, ridiculous laydown that no one would ever lay down, and the announcer just kind of paused for a long time, and this girl is just like, "How did he know?" Basically, like had a like what the fuck moment. So then they started researching it, and then it was like blatantly obvious what he was doing. Like once people started looking, he just like pretty much would put his cell phone in between his pants. Like in between his legs, and just like before every like play, he would like look down at the phone. And I guess he was just broad, like watching the Twitch broadcast, and he just knew what everybody had, and was just kicking their ass and milked out like three hundred fifty thousand dollars over like two years. And he like wasn't good anywhere else. Like it wasn't like he was just like a phenomenal poker player. He only like would play those games and win those games. Man, he I won it like an eighty six percent clip. Like he would go. <laughs> Play cash games and, like, make money 86% of the time. Amazing. And nobody thought about it. And no one stopped to think, wait a second, this seems too good to be true. Like I said, like, if you read about it, there was, like, this woman was, like, he's poker guy. Like, they kept calling him Jesus because of how, like, he could read people. And then all of a sudden, he just got a little too aggressive. And they figured it out, and then he got busted. Which I don't know what will happen. I don't even know if that's illegal. I I don't know if they can come back after his money or what. Maybe he'll just get ostracized and blackballed. Was it in Sacramento? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, man. Love you. Have a good night. We'll do it again soon. I'll see you soon.